かしさしさしいいいいいい q q q q u u e e e e l l l l sequel cat Thank you for not smoking. Hello and welcome to the Sequel Cast. The Sequel Cast is a show that goes every week that talks about movies in a franchise one movie at a time. We're in the middle at looking up the Robocop films with、uh, Robocop 2. I'm your host, Matt. With me is Sabrina. Hello. How's your week been, Sabrina? It's been pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Did you、uh, get to check out the beer festival downtown in oh, Portland? Oh, hell no. No. Uh-uh. I stay away. I,、uh, I went for like two years. Yeah. And was just like, wow, this is really lame. I'm like waiting in line to get in and paying money. And then I have to go wait in line again to、yeah. get my tokens and my beer and pay money. And then, oh, look, I have to wait in line a third time to actually get the freaking <laughs> beer. I'm sorry. I have like better things to do with my time. <laughs> I've been for the past two years. And this year, I just went on Thursday after work. But I could only be there to have like one drink because I went there right as it closed. Oh, and, okay. And I tried a mint、uh, flavored beer. Ew, how was that? Kind of gross.、Ah. Like I tried it because it was so weird. But、yeah. I heard there was a,、uh, a lemongrass flavored beer that was supposed to be good. Nah, I guess I could see I that. But I mean, it is true. The waits there are pretty long. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, Thursday, like an after work or like a Thursday afternoon might have been an ideal、mm-hmm. time. But yeah, I mean, everybody goes like, you know, Friday nights, anytime on Saturday or Sunday. It's just too crowded. I don't like going anymore.、Okay. I'm getting old. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I've got a good birthday coming up, and so I'm like, yay for my birthday. What are you doing for your birthday? Absolutely nothing. Nothing? No, actually, I thought I was going to be working. I thought I was going to be doing Les、oh、Mis,、no. and I'm not. So, on one hand, I'm kind of happy about that. I don't have to work two shows on my birthday, but on the other、yeah. hand, I'm really sad because it's money that I'm missing out on. So. Well, but Les Mis is only in town for a week, right? Yeah, it's only eight shows.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of bummed about it, though. But,、um, Do you like Les Mis? I don't, actually.、Yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite. I remember seeing it once. I remember bawling my eyes out. I remember not liking it. And that was in 95. You cried because you didn't like it so much?、Uh, no, I cried because it was like, really emotional. It was stupid、oh. and it made me cry. And I didn't like the fact that it made me cry. Okay. So,、um, but I mean, it's, it's like different when it's something that you're passionate about. And it's just like, oh, this is something I really want to do. You know, there's like a difference in、mm-hmm. like the way that you cry on things. This was just like, this was like really sad. Yeah. And I didn't, I was like, no, I don't, I don't really, I don't care for this. I saw Lame is once on stage in、uh, Atlanta, Georgia, one of those touring productions. You、mm-hmm. know, the same sort of thing that's coming to Portland pretty soon. And、uh, I like it, but I mean, it's really dense. You got like material for two musicals well, in one show. And、yeah. the book is like a 1200 page book from the late 1800s. Yeah, Hugo something or another. 
It's not Hugo Victor Weaving. Hugo? Victor Hugo, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is it's a 25th anniversary of Les Mis. Okay. And uh, so it's been on Broadway for 25 years. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the longest running, uh, longest running, long, uh, actually along with Mamma Mia, which is coming towards the end of the month here in Portland as well. Um, but uh, it's a very scaled down production because it has been touring for so long. So mm. that means, you know, less cast members, less crew, less local oh, okay. stagehands. Yeah, so. I mean, they're working to make a, a movie version of the musical. I think they Les have. Have, yeah, and like at one point a long time ago. And they're trying to do it again. So I hope that happens. But uh, there was a Les Mis movie they did with Liam Neeson mm-hmm. that wasn't a musical, but it had uh, all these famous people in it like Uma Thurman and um, Jeffrey Rush. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's like different takes of it. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, there's that coming up. Uh, I, I saw a movie this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I saw Limitless. Oh, with, uh, with Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, quite enjoyable. So what, that one he gets on drugs or something, right? Yes. To help him think. Yes. Okay. It's a very interesting premise of a yeah. of a movie. I mean, it's um, I re- I just I liked it. It's like the very end. I didn't really care for care for because I thought it was a little cliche. But mm. um, all in all, I'd honestly I'd recommend going going to see it or you know, pirating it, downloading it. Right. I mean, I think that's one that came out on purchasing it. Not yeah, purchasing it. Of course. Um, I think it's one of those that came out on DVD pretty recently. I'm trying to think. I haven't. I'm seen I think it did. I think I yeah. remember seeing a Blu-ray commercial for it actually. So yeah, go get it. I think it's worth it. All right. Um, yeah, I haven't really seen too many movies lately, except for RoboCop Two, which oh, yeah. uh, we're talking about. That's what we're here talking in about. Sequel cast. Yeah. Not Les Mis. If Les Mis had RoboCop come out in the middle of a scene, dude, I would go see that. I'd, I'd, I'd buy that for yeah. a dollar. But speaking of, of weird RoboCop things, if you look on YouTube, uh, there's a clip from I think the 1989 Oscars, and the host is a uh, Pee Wee Herman, and RoboCop and Ed 209 come on stage, and RoboCop saves Pee Wee Herman from the evil robot. It's uh, pretty weird. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the audi- the video quality is uh, pretty awful, but RoboCop Two. Had you uh, seen this before? No, I have not. No. Okay. No. I saw this one weekend when I was in high school. It was a Saturday, and I, I guess I didn't want to see friends or didn't want to do anything, so I rented RoboCop One, Two, and Three, and sat down and watched them all in one day. And uh, by the end, I was kind of RoboCopped out. So I haven't seen RoboCop Two in fifteen years or something. Well, what's it? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah, fifteen, sixteen years mm-hmm. uh, since watching it for the show uh, a few days ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, I watched it in two sittings. Okay. Um, Isn't it difficult to find the time or the attention span to sit through one whole movie? Sometimes, I think it yeah. Is. I mean, and honestly, this is so weird because I had to split my time uh, with Basic Instinct. But here's the fuck thing: is that with Basic Instinct two, it was like eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. I sat <laughs> down and watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> I'm like, who wakes up at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning, number one, and watches Basic Instinct 2? <laughs> uh, Sabrina Miller does. Okay. Um, it, yeah, I, I found myself, like, I watched a little bit of it, uh, like, Sunday morning, and then I had to come back mm-hmm. and watch, like, the last 40 minutes. It seemed it seemed longer. Like, uh, like the actual time on the movie seemed longer than the first one, but maybe it's just because I'd seen the first one so much that it kind of went by quicker. You know, I think it I might know. be a little bit longer, and we'll talk for reasons about that. Uh, okay. came out in 1990. The budget was $14 million, so it cost more than the first one. In the uh, United States, at least, it made $45 million, and it was the uh, number 28th movie uh, for the U.S. gross for 1990. So it didn't do as well as they thought it no. would. And um, so RoboCop was number 28 in 1990. Number 27 was the Steven Seagal vehicle marked for death. Sweet. And number 29 was a uh, The Jungle Book, which is a Disney cartoon they just put in theaters again. Oh, it's just year. like a re-release. A re-release. They okay. do that every so often. Yeah. Um, 
So, huh? Well, that's kind of disappointing that it's number twenty-nine. Uh-huh. I mean, it came out. The first one was eighty-seven, and this was ninety, uh, so it was three years later. Yeah. And it might have just come out during a crowded summer. But the number one movie of nineteen ninety, uh, guess what that was? I ha- of nineteen ninety. Yeah. I have no clue. Home Alone. Oh no way! Yeah. Whoa. So. Was this? Do you know if this was a what, what uh, type of time of year release? Was this like a Christmas or, or Thanksgiving or summer? Or RoboCop too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. You know, I guess it'd be summer. I don't think it. I would think it would be summer as well, but, but we're talking like the whole year. So I guess Home uh-huh. Alone would have. I don't even know when Home Alone came out in theaters. I only saw that. I would video. think that it would probably be like. I would venture to say if they were smart, it would be Thanksgiving because yeah. it's Christmassy. I think. Right. Um, huh. I, th- I think you're right on that. You know, Home Alone has sequels. They did four Home Alone movies. Don't make us do that <laughs> one, Matt. I'm good okay. with the first two. Yeah. Uh, I think there's actually like five, maybe six. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yep. No, please don't make us do that one. That'd be a bit painful. I That'd think. be really painful. That would be the end of the sequel cast. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, RoboCop 2, it was supposed to have the first, uh, the director of the first one, Paul Verhoeven, but then there was a writer's strike. They weren't able to do it. The original concept for RoboCop 2 was that RoboCop was going to get killed in the first 10 minutes. And then he he wakes up uh, 25 years later, and instead of Detroit being in ruins, it's a sparkly, shiny city run by a computer program. And uh, they didn't go ahead and make that version. Instead, they got a writer, uh, Frank Miller, who's known for doing comic books like uh, 300, um, Sin City. Mm-hmm. He did all that sort of stuff. So they got him to do the script for Robocop 2 instead. Huh. I did not know that. And another weird thing about that is um, the original script Frank Miller did for Robocop 2 was really complicated and all this stuff and had all this violence and stuff they didn't want to do in the finished movie. So I think like three or four years ago they did a comic book based on his original script for Robocop 2 called Frank Miller's Robocop. Okay. That is going for like $50 or something on in pretty expensively. Yeah, for a collection of all those. Jeez. So I never read it, but I'd be curious to see what was different. Hmm. Uh... And lastly, RoboCop 2 is directed by Irvin Kirshner, who's better known for directing uh, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. And um, let's move on to the characters. Cool. Um, yeah, let's let's do. That. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm looking something up here really quick. Okay. Because uh, I I just I, w- I wanted to make a mental note because we talked about costume stuff last time because yes. I have a note for that for costume stuff this time. So when we get to that point, let me know because I want to forget it. All right. Cool. Costumes, Sabrina. Right. Oh, yes. So let's go into the characters. Obviously, we have RoboCop. It's Peter Weller again. He didn't want to do this, but they offered him so much money, he could not refuse. Gee, can you blame him? I mean, would you I, really want to do it after the first suit. one? Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, I noticed the RoboCop suit looked a bit different this time around. The, the way they shot it, I don't... More of this movie's in daylight than the first one, but it looks blue and almost... Has um, some blue in there, shiny. Yeah, actually, the... Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, the the costume this time was actually done all in fiberglass. Oh, so it made it so that it was uh inc- it was a lot lighter. Okay, uh, it didn't take him nearly as long uh, to get in it. It provided him a lot more you know freedom for his mm-hmm. movements and stuff like that. Um, and I I also know I noticed too almost like right out of the gate that um he looks way more. It's like three years after the fact, but he's so shiny. He's very shiny. He's incredibly shiny. He looks new, <laughs> like, all the time. Even after he gets, like, beat up and mingled, which we'll yeah. go into, he looks incredibly shiny and just gorgeous. So, I mean, I think a big difference in the look in RoboCop 2 is a lot of this is filmed in daylight. And yeah. the first one is at nighttime. It's all grimy and these real shitty-looking locations. 
And with it being so um, shiny in RoboCop 2, I don't think the character looks as interesting in broad daylight. He looks uh, sillier mm-hmm. than he already kind of does. Yeah, I would uh, agree. And, you know, as we mentioned, there's a, some of the cast that returned for RoboCop 2. You know, there were some characters that didn't get killed in RoboCop. Go figure. Uh, and one of those was Nancy Allen as Ann Lewis again. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have a lot to do. She really didn't. I was a little disappointed. I kind of thought that they would have used her a little bit more. But um, she kind of has a new look. I mean, it's three shorter years later. hair, right? It's, well, it's actually longer because oh. before it was cropped, I believe, like okay. a, like a boy cut. Um, and this That's one, right. she's a, it's a little bit longer. It's like a bob, but it, mm-hmm. she's a, she's gone a little bit blonder. It's yeah. good look for her. Um, still, you know, petite and perky and cute, and yeah. you know everything. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I thought that they would have used her more. It's nice that they brought uh, Dan O'Hurley back as the old man, the head of OCP. Yeah, so. I, I, Matt, I did not make that connection. Well, it, it's one of, he's not a major character in RoboCop. In RoboCop 2, they give him more to do. Yeah, I just, just didn't make... I thought he looks kind of familiar. Yeah, but... Um, it just ended there for me. Like, he's a OCP guy that comes back. Another guy that's a OCP guy from the first one that comes back is Felton Perry is Donald Johnson. He's sort of the nerdy black guy. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of the assist... In the first movie, he was the assistant to Bob Morton, who was the uh, cocaine-snorting douchebag behind the RoboCop program. And in, in RoboCop 2, you kind of see that character of Donald Johnson be a bit more, I guess, sympathetic towards RoboCop. Yeah, he's a little bit more proactive. There's a lot more. Oh, I think there's actually a lot more of him in this yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, definitely. Certainly more dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of um, Belinda Bauer as Dr. Juliet Fax? Um, bitch. Yeah. Bitch, 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 bitch. And so she's like a psychologist right yes she's um, kind of a bad she's a bad guy she's a bad guy yeah. and uh that's pretty evident i mean it's kind of cool when chicks get to be like bad guys but um there I, there's a difference it's like i almost kind of like the uh well the sharon stone approach to being a bad guy you know yeah, what i mean because it's like totally different it's just you could tell she's like a bad person but yet she's like so good she's bad mm. so um i just didn't really sorry about that i really didn't care for this lady because she could have done so much more with it it was just a, like a one-note bitch. I yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. It's just like she's trying to be coy and callous and uh-huh. and doing what she's doing, but I think that she could have taken it. Uh, the actress could have taken this character a lot further, and she chose not to. She's still a yeah. bitch. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. She's still bitchy with it. Um, but I just think that hey, there's as a as a woman within this role, and pretty much aside from um, from Officer Lewis. She, that was it. There was no other women. Yeah, I mean, there was like one because there was like oh, a his wife. wife. Yeah, but she's but like such a bit character; it's ridiculous. Yeah. But for this lady who plays a fairly major character within you know the the plot line of this, I really expected I expected more bitchiness. One thing I think is funny is uh, she plays a psychologist in the movie, and in real life, uh, she's now a psychologist. She's quick at really quick acting. yeah. Interesting. So, Hopefully, uh, she's not a bitchy psychiatrist. I don't know. I'll have to call her up and see. Well, you have fun paying that bill. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the other main bad guy is Tom Noonan as Kane. I didn't really like him. He's boring. He's like a... He's apparently six foot six or something in real life. He's a pretty tall man. He There's a couple places where he looks like it. Yeah. And he, he just is kind of like a drug dealer, sort of hippie guy with a goatee, but he never really felt threatening. Mm-mm. He was more creepy threatening than actually a little bit. like yeah, threatening. I think maybe a little, maybe more menacing, like creepy and menacing. He's menacing, but I mean, he's not as good as like Boddicker from the first one, the guy with the glasses who's yeah. screaming all the time. Um, he also played a bad guy in Last Action Hero. 
don't think I saw that one. Oh, that's a Schwarzenegger movie yeah. that made no money that came out when Jurassic Park uh, came out. Yeah, but I think that was one of the things like, hey, I get through the first 20 minutes every time and then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you also have a bad guy that's a kid. Gabriel Damon plays a guy called Hob. He's like, fuck you, RoboCop. This guy, <laughs> what a fucking little asshole. I wanted to wring this kid's neck and I honestly, I wanted to mess up his hair. But um, This actor was also in the movie Newsies. <laughs> okay. So. And hasn't done anything since. I'm not assuming. really. No. Okay. Well, good for him. He was a little shit. Yeah, I think it was a. You know, it's a weird decision for a rated R movie, which RoboCop Two was still rated R, like the first one was, to have a kid in there. And he's and, like and the, he's the bad guy essentially. Yeah. I mean, he he does more. You see more of him in the movie than Kane. Exactly. And and I think they just were deliberately trying to be shocking, and it's just so strange. And they try to be sympathetic uh, at the end when uh, something happens to him. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't really work. Like, the whole time, he's like, fuck you, RoboCop. I'll fuck your robot mother. <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, RoboCop is holding him, like, being very sad as he's uh, near death. Yeah, which I, I didn't, you know, well, I guess we can go into that, too. But uh, a little bit later, I did not feel any sympathy for him at that point. Um, and how dare they take, like, a little kid and do that, you know? I was, I was actually. What do you mean? How dare they? I don't. Is it an actor? It's in part. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that he got paid to look cute yeah. or be men. You know, he he shot RoboCop in the face. Come he on, did. he screwed up his little GPS, little eye holy thing, and he can't shoot a kid, fucker. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, wow, you're a little dick. I hope that you get yours. And you know what? You did, <laughs> and I don't feel sorry for you in the least because you're <laughs> okay. You're. I'm gonna give it away. You're dead on a fucking pile of money. Yeah. So up yours, little boy. Yep. I'm done. Nobody will take the quote of Sabrina saying, up yours, little boy, out of context <laughs> and email it back to her. <laughs> You'd be surprised, Matt. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last character in the movie arrives so late, but he has so much screen time, it's bizarre. You got Willard uh, Pugh playing Mayor Marvin Kuzak. That's right. And he comes out of nowhere in this like telethon scene we'll get into later. But like, he's trying to be funny. But like I don't know. It's like he has to work with the drug dealers to get money for the city to save it from being bought out by the corporation but i don't know i didn't like him very much uh no and i didn't even realize it's like when he did come through on the telethon thing i wasn't i, I felt like uh, was i not paying attention the rest of the movie like where did this, where did this guy come from well, when did i, I see the telethon scene i thought it was one of the jokes they do in the movie where they do the fake commercials and yeah fake that's TV what i thought shows. too and it's like no like no he's an actual character yeah it okay. actually the movie opens up with with commercials uh-huh and lisa gibbons yes yeah from uh, was it entertainment tonight or was it mary hart no i think it, lisa gibbons was it entertainment oh oh tonight. is that what they're what from okay. yeah yeah that's why she that's why i thought it was so funny for like the, the first one and then they ended up using her again for the second one um she's a like a a news anchor but for like she's an entertainment news anchor mm-hmm. she has been for years right so i thought that was actually kind of funny that they used her again so she hasn't done a whole lot lately as far as like tv goes uh although it does look like miss lisa gibbons is on the uh video short the weird al yankovic story and the friend dresher show friend dresher show mm-hmm. was that a sitcom or a talk show i have no idea okay yeah well that's enough about friend dresher <laughs> if friend dresher was robocop that'd be uh, something scary. oh that would be terrible don't even yeah. go there nope. okay not gonna go there all right um uh, so even though robocop 2 was rated r i thought it wasn't as violent as the first one mm. it's not as bloody people say fuck a lot more in this than in the first one yeah 
I think because there's more of a time period within the movie where they're still, where they're like dicking around with RoboCop so much still, and they're <laughs> like, they're like yeah. messing more. It was more emotional, like figuring out who he was. It was more like an internal RoboCop struggle, and there was almost like a good twenty minutes of the film where it seemed like he wasn't even in it. Um, right. So it true. was more like emotional type stuff, even though there was violence. Yeah, I don't. I would agree. It's not nearly as violent as the first one. I mean, there's a scene where, like, some guy's brain gets taken out of his head, and you don't see, like, a, a goopy close-up of, like, blood dripping from everything. No, but that was a little disturbing. I won't lie. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so, I, one thing I appreciate in RoboCop 2 is Detroit is still a piece of shit, like it was in the first movie. Even though RoboCop is an effective member of the uh, police force, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of crime. Oh, yeah, and there's the cops still are still the, on strike. Cops are still on strike. So, it picks up nicely from uh, the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big, you know, I don't know. The the plot of this movie kind of goes all over the place. But uh, the big thing is a lot of people in the city are addicted to a drug called Nuke. Right. And the main drug dealer behind Nuke is Kane. And um, RoboCop is a big anti-drug uh, thing because uh, he's a cop. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a good enough reason for him to hate Kane. Like, they're trying to make it, like, an epic showdown near the end of the movie between the two. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never gave a shit about Kane as a bad guy. Like, the bad guy from the first one, Boddicker, he basically practically killed Alex Murphy, made him into RoboCop, so you want to see him get killed. Oh, totally. But, like, Kane, I don't give a shit. Yeah, he didn't really... Well, see, I, I, I do because... Um, okay. I give a shit because it's something that you could tell within the how the movie was progressing that RoboCop actually cared mm-hmm. about the fact that there were drugs. And that was one of the things that he's programmed for is, like, drugs are bad. And yeah. so he finds the main guy, Kane, and, you know, to be, hey, you're basically a drug lord and drug lords are bad. And so, therefore, that's where his beef comes from. And mm. so it's like you don't necessarily have to carry, care about Kane, but yeah. it's like the motivation for... For RoboCop trying to kill him or to, to you know to try to take care of him arrest him or whatever it is because he's doing something bad that's, that makes that's sense. yeah that's kind of where it's just like yeah I mean you've got to have a villain and there's quite a few of them in here already mm-hmm. I don't I honestly I don't think that he was selected or I don't think he was supposed to be the main bad character until later mm. so the drug nuke it's um I guess it's trying to be like heroin I don't know it's something you shoot up into yourself but it's like a red liquid. It looks like a little like blood or something mm-hmm. in these little gel packs. Yeah, it's like a. Um, it almost looks like uh, like a quick shot of insulin mm-hmm. or uh, like like a pH stick. You know. Oh yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Was just like a whole bunch of little pH sticks that you just would, you know. Yeah. Jab into your neck every so often and whatever you needed it for. It didn't really like. Like Kane himself takes it a lot. Yeah, but we never really movie. saw like what it did. No, that's true. You know yeah, what I mean? Know. There wasn't like a whole bunch of like. They should have shot up RoboCop with some nuke, like tied him down and made him take drugs. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> that actually would have been kind of cool. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> huh? But yeah, I mean it's a bad drug. But you're right. You don't see. It's not like RoboCop's uh, partner. Um, what is it? Ann Lewis overdoses on nuke or something, and that gets him really angry. Or it's not. Yeah, like that's true. I think it's just more of like a civil, like a civil servant, like yeah. duty thing that he. I mean, it's. It's. I think it's. It's. It's honorable and it's admirable uh, from his. You know, from my perspective, to look at it through his eyes. And there's a a PSA that Peter Weller did around the time of this movie that's anti-drug. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do it in the RoboCop suit, which upset me. <laughs> I would have liked to see Peter Peter Weller dressed as RoboCop. 
explaining, you can join the Boys and Girls Club of America. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I could see that. I guess that would be even sillier. Well, but everybody knows who Peter was. I mean, if you've seen Rob, I mean, you know who it is. Yeah. But still, I get it. So we talked a bit already about he... They're going after um, Kane. They think he's somewhere. They're doing a drug bust. And the little kid is there, and Robocop can't shoot the little kid because he's a minor, I guess. It's not one of the prime directives is to uphold the law. Mm -hmm. And um, although I guess he can murder adults. He just can't murder children. Yeah, I think it might be something where uh, in his little Robocop point of view, you know, like his POV with his Uh little headset thingy, I... I don't think it actually said anything when he panned to the kid, but it uh, was... He had flashbacks r- uh, reminding himself of his son. I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, so yeah but then the kid's like, oh, you can't kill me, dickhead. I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, little kid. <laughs> the kid was such a bastard. But yeah, basically, we find out that this kid is the one that's dealing Nuke. Yep. He, yeah, he's just basically like, what would you, I'd probably pick him at, what, like 10 years old? Maybe 11? I think that's about right. Yeah. He's you got an 11-year-old drug dealer. Come on. He has like a leather jacket and like sunglasses, all this stuff, with the slick back hair. Mm-hmm. And um, he wants to be a boss so bad it hurts. Oh, yeah. Now, you you were mentioning something about uh, the costumes in this movie you wanted to touch on? Yeah, I already did. It was oh. the fact that Robocop's uniform or his outfit. Okay. No, that it was made of fiberglass. Oh, fiberglass. So, yeah, it was right, all so fiberglass, glass. so it didn't take okay. him nearly as long to get into it, and it wasn't as hot, and blah, I, blah, blah. I think the costumes and the look of people in general in this movie look a lot more dated than the first Robocop, and I'm not sure why that is. And it's the hairstyle. You see neon spray paint on walls everywhere. Yeah, I think the um, like the arcade scene had quite a bit to do with it because you're looking at That's teenagers true. with the acid wash jeans and the high tops. Uh-huh. Um, I think the other the girl, which I think was Kane's girlfriend, right? Uh, she was a dead giveaway to the time period uh, with the huge hair. The perm. Yeah, with the perm and the uh, the long, you know, kind of reddish fingernails. I mean, mm-hmm. just very cliche for the time period. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning of RoboCop 2, they do a big thing where um, RoboCop is still obsessed with his former life as Alex Murphy. And he kind of stalks his, uh, I guess you'd say, ex-wife. Mm, yes. But then they don't do anything with it, really. No, and I think they, uh, I think they didn't do anything with it on purpose. Um, Why is that? Because it was already the fact that he was getting into it. You don't have to. You don't have to have it get into it even more to know that he's already thinking about that. That he's like becoming more human. And then once they do the little survey, like he's hooked up to the polygraph or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you know, hey, you know, what is your name? And instead of, and he always said Alex Murphy, Alex Murphy. They're trying to dehumanize him. Right. So this is one thing that just establishes that yes, he is a little bit more human. Um, so I don't think that they really needed to go into it from there because he had said. Um, you know, okay, fine. I'll just give in. My name is RoboCop. No, I'm not married. I have no feelings. Yeah. And you know, you can only imagine how. But he do you feel bad for him? I do actually, because yeah. there's obviously feelings there. There's obviously mm-hmm. like something, some kind of memories and things that he has there. But the other guy was right. He's like, w- it, it, "This is your wife. We get that. But what are you going to do? What kind of man can you be? And what can what can you provide for her?" Yeah, and, no, and the, like the answer. And then at that moment, really when that. yeah, when that guy says that, it's just like, okay, well, that is the moment that I truly feel bad for RoboCop, mm-hmm. um, because it's like, wow, he can't, he can't like even kiss her, you know? It just well, he has lips. He could kiss her. I know, but then she was like, she went to visit him, and and she's like, you know, he's like, touch my face, and so she does, and she's like, oh, you're cold. I mean, he wants to like kiss a cold RoboCop. 
necrophiliac, I guess. I don't know. Gross. I don't think that his wife was one of those people. No. No. That's for the third one. No. You're spoiling it, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I I just think it's interesting. They could have... I don't know. I I wish they would have done something more with it. But then, like, what can you do except have a pity party for RoboCop? Exactly. Because if you would have had the wife go, well, I love you and I'll stand by you and introduce their son to, oh, here's your daddy. He's uh, just like the... I don't know, the, the robot cowboy on the TV show you like. So, yeah. Yeah, that would have brought out a whole other psychological factor that we just didn't need to get into. All right. So you got uh, one scene that really disturbed me in this movie, even though it's not bloody necessarily, is RoboCop goes uh, by himself after Kane in this sort of warehouse thing. And Kane's men start, they basically incapacitate RoboCop and start ripping him to pieces. And mm-hmm. you see him kind of tied to the chair, and they start sawing off his arms and his leg, and he's twitching around. Yeah. I was kind of creeped out. He gets dismantled, basically. He gets dismantled. And what's even worse is they uh, they drive by the police station and toss the RoboCop parts out of the car yeah. in the parking lot. Keeping in mind <laughs> that the, the, the police union, that a lot of the police people are still on strike. They're still on strike, and yeah. they just see RoboCop bits. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> gross, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cause then they shock him at one point or cause there was actually, there was a lot of like electrocution that happened within this movie way the more shocking so. Comes, yeah. The shocking comes a little bit later, but right. You have it where RoboCop is in pieces and they even have an argument about, well, should we save RoboCop or not? He's such an expense. The cost to rebuild him. Is it really worth it? And the person that really pushes for him to be rebuilt is, uh, Belinda Bauer, the Dr. Juliet Fax. Mm-hmm. The psychologist. The evil psycho bitch. Because she wants to reprogram RoboCop's intentions. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, OCP, the corporation, is developing a successor to RoboCop called RoboCop 2, which I hate that name for it. How original. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. That's retarded. And and you get this crazy scene where the OCP guys are watching uh, test subtext uh, robots, uh, RoboCop 2s, I guess, that just keep on shooting themselves. Yeah, they keep they keep malfunctioning. Did you think that was funny? No. Yeah, it, it just kind of went on. It didn't go on for too long. But I think that's actually the part I started falling asleep at, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I honestly I dozed off a couple times during this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think it's one of those things where like the special effects guys probably had fun doing all this stop motion animation with robots killing themselves. Sure. But it's not as good as the scene in the first one where Ed Two O Nine freaks out and kills a, an executive board member. During yeah, the demonstration. Yeah, that was pretty good. And yeah. then to see a 209 later, like, not be able to go down the stairs. That was, like, so pathetic that you f- you felt tiny but sorry for Ed 209, but on the other hand, like, completely vindicated because RoboCop got away. They should have used Ed 209 in the movie. You only see him, like, in a news clip in the beginning where they mm-hmm. say they use him in different cities and they're clumsy and can't do anything. Yeah, he gets his, his foot stuck in a fucking pothole. Yep, it's pretty sad. That's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Ed 209. You're a winner. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I see it in this movie where they have the RoboCop 2, where it's like RoboCop basically fighting a better version of himself, I think that's such a lazy way to do a bad guy. And yet they do that same kind of thing in Iron Man or uh, The Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. or some of those movies. I mean, do you think that's interesting to just, I don't know, have RoboCop fight an evil version of himself? Um, Not necessarily, but I like the way that they did it here. Yeah. Because uh, are we are we ready to move on to that part of the movie yet? No, we're not. Okay, well then let's wait. We'll table that. Okay. And uh so the uh 
Back to Juliet. Facts. Reprograms RoboCop. He used to have three directives. Now he has like 300 or something. <laughs> yeah. And he, he uh, gets to be politically correct and not do anything. And I really enjoyed these sequences of the movie. I thought they were very funny. It looks like Peter Weller had fun doing those scenes. Like RoboCop just acts ridiculous mm-hmm. and tells kids to drink milk while they're robbing a uh, Sony electronics store, stealing TVs, stealing radios. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I like that that part. You didn't think it was too cheesy? I thought it was pretty cheesy, but I liked it because it was supposed to be at that point. It's like intentionally cheesy. And it's RoboCop doing something different where instead of all the time is like, I've got to protect the law. Oh, you're doing a crime. Let me stop you. Yeah, he was out of his he was out of his element. Yep. So, yeah, I appreciated that cuz I thought it was I thought it was actually quite funny. And there's a really funny part where they're um I don't RoboCop is politically correct. He's trying to stop some kids and he sees a guy with a gun that uh, Ann Lewis already shot mm-hmm. and he's talking to him, but he doesn't. And even though it's a corpse, he's say, reading the Amanda rights. You have the rights to remain silent. Yeah. But he's dead. Yeah. And, Mer- to scream and at yeah, him. Lewis calls him on it. Too. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. You're you reading the rights to a corpse. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, see. We've so. got the, the uh, Detroit police here with us now. Yeah. You can hear it in the background. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. We're screwed. I'm going to come and arrest us for uh, talking about RoboCop 2. Oh, my God, because it's forbidden. Uh, So, no, I I like the fact that I liked how he was programmed or reprogrammed temporarily. But I think he realizes after Officer Lewis says, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like something snapped, I think, just a tiny little bit. And they talk about they can try to wipe his brain, but it might risk uh, destroying his brain altogether. They'd wipe his uh, memory banks, but it would destroy his brain altogether because mm-hmm. of all the electricity required. And then suddenly RoboCop snaps up, walks to the a power generator right near the police station of all places. And I don't think he's trying to kill himself. I think he's just trying to he's clean just, his memory. Yeah, he's just trying to fix his own wiring at that point, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's trying to clear whatever damage had been done because he know what, he knows that it's not the right kind of damage i guess that was done so he's trying to fix it it's funny how the cops all just kind of stare at him as he's electrocuting himself yeah it's almost like it's almost like they're either in shock or they know that that's something that he needs to do right and they're letting him do it they're not trying to stop him because like oh it's robocop he must he's a robot he's smart he knows what he's doing we'll let him do it it is pretty cool though after he uh, zaps himself that he looks for his prime directives and it says no prime directives Mm -hmm. so he can do whatever he wants yeah. And what he wants to do is kill Kane. Yep. Slate, slate's white cr- wiped clean. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he eventually does go on a crusade, I think, to yep. try to find him. But in the meantime, you get a plot of the uh, Mayor Marvin uh, Cusack of uh, Detroit, and he's hosting a telethon about raising money for the city. Mm-hmm. That was really bizarre. It's really strange because the scene goes on and on and on, this TV show thing where he's begging for money. Well, but they don't make it obvious that he's the mayor. I didn't really get that until I the end of the movie. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either until, uh, like, we'll get to that, I guess. We'll uh-huh. get to that little point. But I didn't either. It's just you're showing some weird, and the way did the telethon or whatever, it's like, 
okay, there's a bank of people sitting next to the telephones. None of the phones are ringing, but yet they have this jack hole sitting there playing the violin or the fiddle. Oh, like, that was I'm really like, strange. I forgot about I that. I know. Yeah, there's like a million <laughs> different ways that this guy but is playing like the fiddle. Double, he's like double jointed with his head coming out of his ass. Yeah, and he's like playing the fiddle like right <laughs> by his butt and uh, <laughs> like doing it upside down. I mean, this guy was, he was like at one point straddling like one leg on one chair, one leg on the other. There's two minutes of the violin guy in the I middle know. of RoboCop 2. <laughs> I thought that was really uh. bizarre. So you can have all of these other really weird things, but it's just like, what the fuck is with this goddamn fiddle player? <laughs> Violin, whatever it was, it was like, okay, I understand you're trying to do a telethon here. Can we move on, please? Uh, I had no clue that the guy was the mayor. Uh, none. So, like, with the bad guys, Kane gets split up because... Why is Kane in the hospital? I don't remember that part. Uh, isn't it? Because somehow the kid is in charge. Yes, I don't remember how he gets in the hospital. Maybe either. there's a firefight. He gets injured. Something. Sure, we'll make it up. Okay, he gets injured, but basically, uh, Doctor Fax takes the opportunity to take Kane away because she wants his uh, evil criminal brain. Thinking God it'll. Damn! How did he get injured? Because I, th- I feel like that was a big part of it. I'm Obviously not. He got shot, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he gets he? shot. It was like, I thought it was in the head. No, that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, no, he gets, I remember he was like really, really bruised. Mm-hmm. He was still conscious in the hospital. And then psycho bitch lady comes into the hospital. And after she pitches this idea to uh, the OCP guy yeah. and says, hey, I have an idea for this other Robocop because all these other ones aren't working. And, uh, you know, just trust me and we'll get to the bottom of this. So he's like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, you find it. She's like, okay, but I get to pick the, te- the test subject. So she she does, uh, I think Kane is actually her first one. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like such convenience yeah. that he was already injured. It was like, oh, look, how convenient. You're going to put the evil guy in. You know, this is what you're going to do. And she basically calls in and says Kane is dead. Yeah, even though hospital. he's still alive at this point. Yeah. He has no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. No, because he's laying there with like a tube coming out of his mouth. He can't yep. talk. And so she basically goes over and like pulls a plug and you see Kane die. And you see them operate on his head, take out the brain. God, that was so gross. And w- they showed, I thought it was very cheesy how they show the brain with two eyeballs connected to it in a test tube. Okay, that's not <laughs> what freaked me out. I thought that was very um, comedic. It was very like animated cartoonish. Yes, that was cartoonish. Uh, no, what disturbed me about that whole scene was the fact that and she's like the lady's like oh you got to get over here quick because you basically only have x amount of time before the brain dies and you can't use it as a transplant anymore so they rushed this guy you know came to the er or whatever and the guy's like okay the doctor's like we only have five minutes to do this and then i you know he and he was like and then i want to go get lunch and what disturbed me was the cracking Mm, it was effects. the cracking of the yeah, it yeah. was the sound effects during that one scene. I don't think that there's been a movie in my recent mind history. Your mind history. Okay. Yes, I have a mind history um, <laughs> in my recollection, whatever you want to call it, that was so vivid mm. and so disturbing to me. I will never forget that sound. Sound people, RoboCop 2, good job. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it was terrible. It was terrible. And that scene goes on for a while, too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and they take his brain out, and they do, and then they put it, like, in this weird tube with, I would assume is kind of, like, uh, embalming fluid or something to kind of uh-huh. keep it fresh. Um, and then they eventually transplant it into Robocop, Robocop 2. 2. What do you think? How did you think that machine looked? Um, 
uh, kind of nondescript. Kind of, yeah. It's it's hard to know like how to describe it. He was very big, very large, much bigger lot, than RoboCop, a lot larger than RoboCop. I thought his gadgets were pretty cool. He has a lot of things on there. Also, for some reason, like in his stomach, there's like a TV monitor where it shows a a really shitty looking like CG version of Kane's face. That and, whole and thing it smiles I did not appreciate. And dances. Did he just think it looked like shit? Or? It did because yeah. I didn't realize that it was Kane. I mean, we all That's, know it, because it looks we nothing s- like him. No, it's like this <laughs> animated GIF thingy or whatever. But freaking Kane, it's like you know it's his brain. You know it's his eyes supposedly in there somewhere. Uh-huh. But the eyes that they put in don't look anything like Kane's or like this little electronic guy that comes oh. popping out like being all freaky like. And so it's like you know that it is, but it just it did not look like him. I didn't buy it for a second. And I think it's really weird that Doctor Fax tries to get uh, Kane to do what she wants by saying, "Oh, I have drugs, so I guess robots can take drugs now." Apparently, yeah, yeah. I have nuke, so you'll do what I say, and I'll give you your big bottle of nuke. Well, she programmed him, so of course he does. Hmm. But yeah. I, I, wouldn't the addiction still be something that sticks in the brain? Yeah, it is. Even so you're that's programming. Even well, even though you're programming, I mean, you don't have like full capacity of your brain. I'm assuming even though it's like programmed in mm. your robot, okay. that you're still only using X amount of percentage of your brain. Yeah. Which that was the reason that Limitless was so cool. So go see it. Um, I, so I didn't, I didn't feel like that was like too much of an issue. You just kind of already assume that he's an addict, even as a robot. Yeah. For me, anyway, I did. So. Uh, the fact that she kept giving it to him, that she knew how to control that part of it, I uh-huh. thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they, they could do more with it. There's a really strange scene where uh, Kane's girlfriend, or whatever she is, starts, uh, you know, realizes that Sabrina just made a face. Yeah, I don't so like there, that. That's well, that another scene that disturbed scene. her mm. greatly. Where, you know, they see the robot, they're not sure what the hell this is, and then they see the face, and they recognize it as Kane. And they go, oh, Kane, and she starts, like, uh fingering his his like wrench hand <laughs> or whatever it is going i could get used to this yeah <laughs> yeah i could get used to this and then she said something else and he flipped i don't even know if she says I don't, anything. maybe she didn't she's like i get used to this and so she's like like touching the weird like wrench hand and he loses it like the little computer cgi dude <laughs> inside just goes fucking haywire yeah. and then see that's the part i didn't buy about that whole thing because he's like screaming and he's contorted he's got like some like Issues. It seems like all he's doing is screaming. Yeah, but the real Kane that we saw on screen before that didn't seem to be like that. He seemed very calm, almost kind of yeah, right. guruish, you Mellow. know, like, I take yoga and I like it, bitches, mm-hmm. but I, ha- I happen to be a criminal and addicted to new criminal. Yeah. But it, the way that they were portraying him with the CGI stuff is like, I didn't, I didn't buy it. It's like, what's with the rage? And she kind of explains it, the psycho doctor, that he's in a lot of pain. Mm. It's like, okay, and that's like what part of the nuke is for is to try to calm that pain down. But this was like so much, it was like, okay, was this like physical pain or is this like emotional pain? And who cares because it's it's your brain. So are you, f- you can't really necessarily be physical pain. Yeah. Because he has nothing other I mean, than his eyeballs. If would have made the RoboCop 2 machine, <coughs> sorry, machine, look like a robot but maybe had Kane's human like one of Kane's human eyes or something and it would have winced that might have conveyed something better than the shitty CG face yeah. that wiggles around and goes like rah, rah, rah. yeah I didn't there's no like Every coherent time. sentences no coherent words no. that he says at all so he basically like gets pissed off for whatever reason uh, with this lady 
and takes the claw hand and like wraps it around her neck and like squeezes and does all this like shaking baby stuff like like mm-hmm. and then uh, like drops her down on the ground and just basically kills her. But it's still not a very bloody scene. No, no, no. It's not at all. It's just you could kind of see her head going back and forth and it's like, ugh. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was leading up to that though. It was leading up to the fact that, wow, this lady is so high right now off of this nuke stuff that she's willing to like, oh, Kane, you're really in there. Okay, I shall touch your hand and we will be in love again. You know, it's mm. just it, that whole scene for me was just so demented and disturbing uh, that I didn't find her death that disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that happened all in the warehouse. Uh-huh. So and along the way, the um, the kid, Hob, as we mentioned, dies. And he kind of gives a speech where he tries to come off as a nice person or... I don't know. It's very strange. It's very out of character. This, ki- this kid, the whole movie is like, fuck you, RoboCop. I'm going to shoot you in your robot face. Just gets like very sincere and starts to cry as RoboCop is holding him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's we should probably like set it up a little bit too. Is that when when RoboCop two comes into this warehouse, he's looking for everybody, and he like seriously destroys the warehouse. He destroys he just goes everything. Crazy. He shoots all his and former everybody. partners. Yeah, he shoots all yeah. of his former partners, and that's when he gets. So he like shoots all these people first, and then he gets to the girl, yeah. and then after that, of course, he gets to the kid. Yeah, and we don't really know what happens because the kid's trying to get out, and then it's weird because he's this in RoboCop. A van. Well, this ro- yeah, the kid the that we found was eventually in the van, but um, RoboCop like somehow turned off all the lights in the warehouse and had his like bright like on the abyss lights on mm-hmm. and uh, started you know that's how he was finding people. It was almost like a weird like sensory thing. But his objective was that he was looking for the mayor because mm. the mayor is trying to get with OCP to figure out how much money they're going to need. That was kind of what started the whole scene. Yeah, was hey right. you know hey the city basically needs was like. Four million dollars, four hundred and some odd million dollars, or somewhere. Forty million. Yeah, maybe it was forty maybe. million, and the guy's like, "Oh, how about fifty? We'll give you 50 And the mayor's like, peeing his pants, and yeah. it's like, it all kind of goes into that whole political OCP thing. And I mean, that also sort of continues a storyline from the first movie. OCP is talking about wanting to rebuild Detroit as Delta City, as a very shiny new city where everyone lives in an apartment and everything's provided for him. Mm-hmm. And um, they go into that a little bit at the end of the movie. It, yeah. Uh, it went but into that a little bit. Yeah. But uh, not so much. Mm-mm. They do that more in RoboCop 3. They talk about that oh a little bit more. So, uh, But you get a huge fight scene at the end. Oh, yeah. Between RoboCop and RoboCop 2. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Um, I did, actually. Yeah. Because it was, number one, this fight scene took a long time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I thought it was maybe a little too long. Mm-hmm. Like, were you guys going to, like... You get to that point where it's just like, okay, well, you're basically like two Terminators. How how do you kill one that like you? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, they keep on knocking each other through buildings, through the sidewalk, into the... Yeah, into the walls, into and the, the walls, floor, yeah. you know, all of the stuff. And it's just like, okay, well, that goes on a little too long. It's like, but how are you going to get rid of each other? Or who, who ends up, you know... Yeah. Dying, but more importantly, how are you going to do it? That's what I was waiting for. And right. I think it took a little too long. Okay. So... Did you like the fight? Yeah, I think, you know, the special effects are mainly stop motion, I believe. And uh, they're pretty cool. I mean, they're pretty involved in all the other action scenes in RoboCop and uh, RoboCop 2 that we've seen to this point. You never really had a lawn action scene or a lawn fight. Mm-hmm. It was always RoboCop shows up on the scene and uh, shoots someone. And yeah. And it's all taken care of. So, yeah, it was nice. It was a bit, it reminded me of a Godzilla movie, kind of. You get these big, huge guys kind of going at it. Yeah. And, um... Although I wasn't an invested 
I wasn't invested in it very much because although RoboCop 2 looks okay, like I didn't. Kane's not my favorite bad guy. I don't no. Mm mm. I would have rather seen RoboCop beat up the kid for five minutes. I would have liked to too. And that's just <laughs> it. Is, is that if RoboCop has like some kind of like emotional thing that we've been seeing through parts of this movie. Yeah. You know, I, I, I guess I understand why he didn't like or why he kind of st- stayed with the kid. Cause you mm-hmm. know, he's like, well, call 911. And the kid's like, no, don't, I'm going to die. This really sucks. You know, don't leave me. And RoboCop's like, okay, I won't leave you. Well, it's not like RoboCop takes out his gun and says, I'll put you out of your misery. Right. And Which that would have been inhumane. Yeah, that would have been bad, but yeah. it's just kind of like, all right, you know what? This kid is one that like shot you in the face enough mm-hmm. to like take you down in order to be captured by these other people to get dismantled. You right. know, it's like this kid is like, did this to you. Do you not have a memory or a recollection of this? And he's to show he's more human than he lets on. Quite possibly. Although he's RoboCop. Yeah. Um, And the other thing is is you see a lot more Peter Weller. Yeah, right, with the mask off. With the mask off. And you still, that look is still kind of weird, isn't it? They improved on it a little bit. They improved, but I noticed in the scenes where uh, RoboCop is, earlier in the movie, where RoboCop gets smashed to pieces, and you have just like the RoboCop head by itself. It's a different looking sculpt of his head or a model, and it looks like it has a stroke the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does. But when he's like there with his face on, uh, then it looks a little bit more realistic. But uh, yeah, I think that he did what he had to do with the kid at the end. And uh, that was all well and good. I just, I don't know. Kind of glad the kid got his. Yeah. Yeah. Have the kid survive and be RoboCop's friend in the sequel or something would have been painful. That would have been heartbreaking. I don't think I really would have been able to continue to watch the movie. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So we've got, um, I think we just have a few minutes left. But what, like, what okay. are your are your overall your overall thoughts here? I, I remember uh, RoboCop two being really awful, but watching it again, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I, I think it's weird. It's not as good as the first movie. It's kind of herky jerky as far as the plot kind of goes all over the place. But um, I appreciate that it's rated R. That characters curse a lot. It's it's different. It's not as lazy as it could have been. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's fun, but if you like the first one, you might as well watch the second one, but it's not going to blow your mind or anything. Yeah, I would agree. It's not nearly as good as the first one. It was really disjointed. Uh, The plot points are kind of uh, holy. They don't really make a lot of sense, although still staying within the same theme of, hey, you have OCP and you've got all these various bad guys and things like that. So, um, you know, yeah, I... Especially because all three of these are available for uh, Netflix Instant. Yeah. And if you've got what, like two hours, hour mm-hmm. and a half, something like that. It was a little, like an hour 40, I think. I, I do want to bring up, if we have time, the final line of dialogue in the movie. Yes. It, it's, so horrend- it, it's very abrupt how <laughs> this movie ends. So Go for Robocop it, yeah. beats the Robocop to a cane machine, and Robocop like, kind of sticks a wrench thing to his head and starts screwing it as uh, Ann Lewis is next to him. Mm-hmm. And he says, and Lewis says, like, oh, aren't we going to... I don't know, get a cheeseburger. I forget what she says. But RoboCop says, Patience, Lewis, Lewis, we're only human. Yeah. And then it goes to the end credits. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And as part of the end credit music, they have a female chorus scream, RoboCop. Oh, my God. A few times. I don't know if you stuck around for the uh, end credits. Fuck, no, I didn't stick okay. around for them. <laughs> I mean, I was I slept yeah. a little bit through okay. this. I'm not going to lie. I didn't sleep through so. that. Uh, uh, 82 minutes. This movie was only 82 minutes. No, it wasn't. It says RoboCop 2, 1990, 82 minutes rated R that on IMDb.com. That is not 82 minutes. That's, That's incorrect. It, it is like uh, 100 and 
10 minutes or something. Uh, it is, has 182 reviews. It's not 92 minutes. It says 82 minutes. <laughs> no. Would you like to see the screen? Sure. <laughs> it's not going to... I don't believe it. Look it up on Netflix. Oh. Jeez. It oh. is not 82, 88 minutes, whatever. Well, that's what it says on IMDb. No, I don't know I, what IMDb is wrong sometimes. Well, let's see. Recently watched RoboCop 2. Uh... Okay, this one says 110. I watched 110 yeah. minutes out of 116 minutes. Okay. So then why the hell is IMDb lying to me? It says 82? Huh. Yeah, when you look up at the top, it says RoboCop 2, 1990, rated R, 82 minutes, action, crime, sci-fi. Oh, IMDb is incorrect. Do we want to like p- let people know of the IMDb rating on this? Do we care? Sure. Uh, 5.4 out of 10. Is that good for IMDb? Not really. Okay. I mean, it, honestly, it's probably What, what was the rating on the average. first one? Uh, RoboCop one on the IMDb. Uh, so RoboCop two is five point one. So let's just look at regular RoboCop. And good old plain old RoboCop. No, not RoboCop two, you asshole. Sorry. RoboCop regular, just regular RoboCop. Dead or alive, for coming with me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's see, RoboCop. I'm sorry, this is like taking forever. RoboCop gets a uh, seven point six out of ten. Well, okay. So yes. that is a big difference. And that one says two. it's one hundred and two minutes. Mm. That I would believe. But yeah, 7.6 out of 10, I think is pretty good. But 5.4, okay. I mean, it's average. I mean, yeah. you take IMDb ratings and, you know, Rotten Tomato ratings. You take all those things, I think, with a grain of salt. Um, not that you're going to, like, totally believe us and go watch it. But, um, you know. <laughs> it's interesting just because their ratings voted by uh, people on the website. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not professional critics, just the average person going on there. Yeah, and there's... Saying what they think. You know, 375 reviews for the, for the first RoboCop. Wow. With over 62,000 votes. <laughs> That's a lot of votes. That's a lot of votes. <laughs> a lot of votes for a lot of RoboCop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, you know, RoboCop. Go, go see RoboCop 2, I guess. Uh, so, yeah. Would you want to talk about, it, like, RoboCop 3 at all? A little bit. You know, next week we'll be doing RoboCop 3, and I will mention briefly about the RoboCop TV series and cartoons. I'll touch on those a little bit. But, okay. Uh, RoboCop 3, like RoboCop 1 and 2, are currently available in the United States on Netflix Watch instantly. So that's, a, that's how we're watching them. That's a great way to uh, watch them. Now, can you confirm or deny the last line that RoboCop says with we're only human? Does that have anything to do and or carry over to RoboCop 3? Um, you know, I, I haven't seen RoboCop 3 in like 16 years. I okay. remember very little. Okay, cool. But I will tease you with something about RoboCop 3 since you haven't seen it, right? Nope. At one point, RoboCop fights a uh, ninja in a sewer. Oh, holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I don't want to watch this now. Well, why? 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 It's short. RoboCop uh, three is interesting because they made it PG thirteen when the other ones were R. This is retarded. Why does he fight a ninja? Okay, well I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, you'll get to that. I'll we'll get to that next week. Next week. Nice. All so, right. So, until next time, <laughs> this is Matt. And I'm Sabrina for the sequel cast. Saying tune in next week to hear us talk about RoboCop three. <laughs> <laughs>